So Series Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and Rashani is back with us, and as you can tell by the intro song, we are here to review uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, let me see here. I forgot to pull up the shit. Um, so you think you can stop me? Was, uh, came out 2018. Uh, the story of the legendary rock band queen and lead singer Freddie Mercury leading up to their famous performance at Live Aid. Directed by, well, Brian Singer gets the credit, but he left that film. Um, starring Rami Malik, Lucy Boynton, and more. Rashani, uh, what'd you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? Any way the wind blows. <laughs> I think we might have disagreement on this film. No, we won't. I love Queen, but this is a movie that happens when you don't actually want to tell the story that actually happened. And the person who actually lived the story isn't allowed to defend themselves. And the people who were there in the background want to put themselves in the foreground. And you let a lot of white people become fantastic people that they shouldn't be. And you don't really touch on the mental health issues that are going on, and you make everybody in the movie just phenomenal at making up... Bohemian Rhapsody is one great concert precluded by a whole bunch of nothing. And... um, The best way for me to explain Bohemian Rhapsody to people who don't want to watch Bohemian Rhapsody is this. In the movie Hustle and Flow, yes, I went there. In the movie Hustle and Flow, there is a part where DJ, who's played by the dude from Empire, I forget what his name is, it doesn't really matter right now. Um, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, thanks, man. (laughs) He's has a song called Whoop That Trick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and while he's singing the chorus of Whoop That Trick, um, Anthony Anderson and, and some scraggly white dude are sitting next to him, and they are saying, Whoop That Trick, get him. Out of nowhere, the white dude who's on a drum machine starts hitting just buttons out of nowhere. And Anthony Anderson says to him, feel it, feel it, stay on it, keep on it, feel that flow, get that beat. And out of nowhere, out of no bloody where at all, this white boy makes the illest beat in the world in like 32 seconds. Out of nowhere. 
And the reason why I say that, it sounds far-fetched and fanciful when it happened back then in like 2000 and whatever that movie came out. It's even more fanciful now for me to just think that so many magnificent songs from Queen's discography came from somebody just sitting down one day in front of a piano or strumming just random chords on their guitar and all of a sudden another one bites the dust just pops out of nowhere or we are the champions pops out of nowhere or hey we should do something for the crowd boom we are the champions happens like 32 seconds later or bohemian rhapsody comes out of nowhere like one day he's just playing on a piano and he starts the first couple tunes. And then a few days later, they're in a farm somewhere and he starts playing the tune. And out of nowhere, he just writes the entire song, including the opera. And he says, this is the part where the opera comes in. But you know what? I was okay with all of that because he's dead. Freddie Mercury's dead. And his memory is being tarnished by his old band members who really didn't like him. But here's the thing. You can't take Freddie Mercury's life and then just pick and choose when you want to be honest about his life. Right, yeah. Right. So this film, okay, first of all, this film should not be nominated for Best Picture. It's it not, should not. It is not. It's not one of the 10 best films of the year. It's not. Not even close. I found the film to be enjoyable. Like I had, and when I left the film, I said, oh, that was fun. But the film is a mess. Like it is, like you like. So, so those who don't know, Brian Singer, who was directing this film originally, left the film just abruptly in the middle of the film. Just stopped showing up for work, and his cinematographer took over temporarily. And then they brought another dude in to finish the film. And so you can tell that this film had multiple. It's not the film that they. Well, everyone well, obviously it's not the film they originally created because. Rami Malek wasn't even supposed to play Freddie Mercury. Originally, it was Sasha Baron Cohen as Freddie Mercury. And the film also wasn't going... It, the, the, film, the original script, screenwrite, screenplay for this film was basically straight watching the film. So, originally, they didn't have any, any scenes that portrayed Freddie Mercury as sexually fluent. Mm-hmm. Um and that had to get put in, and Sasha Baron kind of left, and Rami Malek came on, and another. And so the the rest of the member, the surviving members of Queen, essentially wanted. So the film that we saw, and that you will see if you saw this movie or you want to go see it before um, Oscar time. The film that we saw is a stretched out version of the film that they wanted. They wanted the film that we saw to be the first half of the film. Uh, so I saw an interview with a couple of them talking, and originally, what they wanted was the story leaving up, leading up to Live Aid to just be the first half of the film, and then the other half of the film being Queen post, live post Freddie Mercury's death. Now, okay, no one. Who the fuck wants that. to watch no Queen one, when when Freddie's dead? No one cares about that. Now I will say this, however, this is not a Queen biopic. It's not. This is not a biopic because everyone is way too happy, way too nice. There's not enough dark moments, especially in the life in, in a rock band where there is probably a lot of dark moments. And I'm not just talking about in Freddie's life. I'm talking about between the band members. Anytime they had a disagreement, it was played as, as a joke, and it almost always led into some amazing fucking song like Rashani mm-hmm. talks about. 
this is a Freddie Mercury. This is a film about Freddie Mercury. No other character is developed in this film. Not mm-hmm. a single other person in the band. No one in his life. No one's. No one is developed in this film. Mary, his Mary's not developed. Like nobody else in this film is developed at all. And, but, Rami Malek got nominated for Best Actor, and he absolutely deserves it. He was fantastic. He was, in my opinion, he was incredible as Freddie Mercury. But the film itself had a lot of a lot of issues. I'm watching the film. And the pacing of the film was the the first hour of the film moves so fast, like they just yada 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 so much about how essentially just in the beginning he rolls up to the band, he rolls up to see this performance. He goes, "Where's the band? They're outside." He walks outside. The lead singer of the band just quit after the show. He rolls up on the band. He says, "I like you." The band says, oh, thanks, but we're not going to be a band no more because our lead singer left. Freddie says, well, I'll be your lead singer. The band laughs. He sings a song. And then the next thing you know, they're performing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the – and then he they show, like, their first performance. Like, they show their first performance. And then the next thing you know, they're like a traveling band selling out everywhere. And then, and then they have a scene where they want to sell this van. And then they sell the van. And then the next thing you know, they got, like, a record deal. And it's just like, how did we get here? Like, there's got to be steps in between here. There's got to be interesting stuff in between here. And I think uh, a big part of this film, and Rashani alluded to it, is the for surviving members of Queen had a lot of input on this film. And you can tell because none of them were portrayed in a negative light at any point in this film. At any point, was any member of Queen, with the exception of Freddie, portrayed in any way, shape, or form as negative in this film? They were all portrayed as, we loved Freddie, we supported him, he betrayed us, we were there for him, we were the rock of the band, we were we were the backbone of the band, he got a lot of the credit, but we still loved him, we knew he was great, but, you know, we did everything right. And I'm just like, there's no possible way this is how it went down. There's just no way it went down. And this story would have been so much better if they had a little bit of input, but a lot less input and more anecdotal people, more people around the band, talking to people in the music business, like talking to family. Like if you would have got the stories from those people and put those things in there, it would have been a much, much, much better film. Um, Rashani, what did you think about how they portrayed his sexuality in this film? Well, you got to keep in mind that the members of Queen who, again, your name is Queen because Freddie Mercury said our name is Queen and there's no bigger Queen than me, darling. Um, The members of Queen decided after Freddie died that they were not going to allow this movie to be rated R. Mm -hmm. So... Everything seemed like a cutscene. The parties that he had, the way that he fell in love the first time, and he, the first sexual encounter he had with a man was at a gas station. How tacky can you? I mean, like, this is what y'all are alluding to. Like, his first sexual encounter was at a, in the bathroom of a gas station. 
where if you want a good time, it's probably written up on the wall. This is where y'all believe Freddie. Anyhow, um, <laughs> you want to vilify him, but you don't want people to stop liking you for vilifying the only person who was important in your entire band. Because how are you doing with Adam Lambert? I'm not quite sure how that's working out for you. Oh, right. You're not doing too good. Um, they wanted to smear him but not smear him so far to who was said that they were smearing him. Um, but they weren't willing to go into detail about his love life because Freddie Mercury was extremely private mm -hmm. about his love life, about his life. Matter of fact, two things that they don't mention in the movie because they're just, you guessed it. Uh, in the movie, right before they do Live Aid, which is, again, considered to be the greatest concert performance of any band ever. Think about that. Ever. The Beatles, Michael, uh, George Michaels, um, Kanye West, whoever. And you can find ever. it on the internet. It's incredible. It's it's wonderful. And you know what? Just go watch that and save yourself the money. On YouTube. Go watch it. Go do that. Um but in the movie, they made it so then when Freddie once again broke up the band because Freddie's going to Freddie, that was, that was their idea. Freddie's just being Freddie. Um, not that he had mental health issues or abandonment issues or that he was scared or that he had anxiety. Um, the way he treated Mary was both horrifying and mesmerizing in that he didn't want to be alone but that he didn't want to be untrue to himself. And he didn't love her, but he loved her enough. But his love turned into possessiveness. Um, and they never really examined that because they didn't know because his life was private. Anyhow, back to what I was saying. Um, in the movie, right before Live Aid, they break up. They break up for a while, like seven or eight years in the movie. And... Um, the way that they get back together is because of Live Aid and Freddie shows up and begs forgiveness of everybody and they have a secret meeting. And then he tells them all that he has AIDS right before Live Aid. He tells them, I have AIDS. I have AIDS. This is what's going on. And that didn't fuck with them? They just... <laughs> they were just like, oh, well, we're going to go do a concert. You want to come? And he was like, sure. In real life, Freddie Mercury died of AIDS in 1991. Mm -hmm. He literally told everybody the day before. That he had AIDS. The day before he died was when he said he had AIDS. Now, it's possible that he told them earlier. I, no, it's not. I, you don't think it's possible? No. No, it's not. This is factual. This is history. This is written. He didn't tell anybody until the day before he died that he had AIDS. And then in the film, instead of like showing him progressively getting sick, they go, he sneezed and blood came out. And so, like, okay. okay. <laughs> that, like, that was the extent of that in the film. Um, I, I, I'll say some things. I thought the relationship with, um, what was his name? Um. Jim, no, not Jim. Jim was a good dude. Um, Paul, wasn't that his name? Or John? Was it John? Which was the dude that was like taking advantage of him? 
Was it wasn't that John? Uh, I believe it was John. I'm gonna look. I'm having a hard time remembering, but I'm pretty um, sure. No, see. John was Aiden. Jim. Yeah. So it was Jim Beach, or was it? No, Paul? Jim Beach was the the manager. It was Paul Miami Printer. Beach. Yeah, Paul. It was Paul. That relationship was very interesting, but again, they just gloss over it. Like this whole film was just a gloss over of mm-hmm. a whole bunch of interesting things that they spend very little time on, or they don't go into any detail or in depth in anything. And this, I don't say this often. Like you know, how people they'll be like, "Batman v Superman has to be rated R." Like, what the fuck's wrong? With you? I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, no, that film does not need to be rated R. In fact. A Batman movie should not be rated R. I don't need Batman poking people's eyes out and stabbing them with blood gushing out. Like I don't need that. It's fine. However, this film needed to be rated R. Like if you want to tell the story accurately, if you want to tell the story with any type of depth or any type of ways to get you invested emotionally, it needed to be rated R because you needed to see those dark times that Freddy had. Like the darkness mm-hmm was just as important in his story as the brilliance. And this film basically portrayed his darkness as, you know, he was just going through it. That, that's basically what they said. They're just basically like, well, you know, he kind of went through it for a little bit while, but then he came back out. It rained, He went out in the rain, and he saw Mary, and he got soaked in rain, and then that changed his life. And I'm just like, that's such a shortcut. In what you're doing, so like when I saw the nominees come out for the Oscars, I was, I was flabbergasted that this was nominated for Best Picture. And even more so when it won the Golden Globe. Like I couldn't believe it, because I'm just like, what? Like everyone is mesmerized by Rami Malek, and he was great, but that doesn't mean this was the best film. That means he was great. Mm-hmm. And those are two different things. Also, and this may be a nitpicking, but. The entire film, when they were singing, it's all just playing the track. Like, no one's actually singing. And they don't even try to hide it. Like, you watch some other films, and the, you can tell the characters are singing. Like, they're singing. It's almost a musical. This was lip singing. And there's a part in the film where they're on um, a TV show, and the, the TV show's like, uh, you're going to have to lip sync. And so... <laughs> It's it's like Inception. They're lip singing, lip singing in a film. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? And because it's so like they're they're in a studio and he starts singing and it's completely like, like you would think they would want it to feel authentic, but when he's in a studio singing, it's like completely edited, produced singing in a way where he's just supposed to be in the studio singing raw. And it, I mean, that might be a nitpick, but it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Did you notice that? Oh, yes. Um, It was... At first, I was fooled. For a second. I was like, okay, he's doing... And then I was like, wait, no, he isn't. That sounds just like Freddy. That is Freddy. (laughs) The hell? And um, after that, it was just like... Okay. Like, he played an excellent part, but... For somebody to win best actor for this role, I would need them to actually be singing. Mm-hmm. 
fully embody it. And because you lip synced it, you're Jamie Foxx. Bradley Cooper sang in Stars Born. Exactly. And Bradley Cooper can't sing worse shit. <laughs> so, there's just. I feel like they tried to just tiptoe past his life. Because the movie that they wanted to make, like they were they were rock solid on the movie that they were demanding to make. And if you didn't make it this way, then there wasn't going to be a movie. But the way that the movie was supposed to be, the way that they didn't want it to be, was so much more honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would have been so much better. And the fact that they wanted to have a whole segment, a whole second half, where they showed life after Freddy, knowing that I would have stood up and walked out of the movie theater, just shows that they didn't even want to do this movie. They really just want people to be interested in Queen past Freddie Mercury. They want to be able to put out music after Freddie Mercury, and they can't because people are still listening to Flash Gordon, and they're still listening to Bicycle Race, and they're still listening to um, radio. They don't like y'all. They liked Freddie. It's okay. It's all right, boo-boo. You're not popular. You're interchangeable. Freddie told y'all that. Like, he literally said it. Oh, like, they, but they made sure to have the scene where he says they're not. Yeah. Because, you know, they had to put that in. And maybe he did. Like, here's the thing. Maybe he did say something like that. But the way it's portrayed in this film is, like, this over-importance on you guys, the others. Like, you guys are the others. You guys are good. You know, you're good. He's a good guitarist. Like, you're good. You're not great, but you're good. You're, mm-hmm. you're a part of the band. The band would not be the same without you. you didn't, they needed, everyone had their port in there, but Freddie was a star. And the film tries to make it seem like Freddie's the star, but it's one of those things where he's not as good as he thinks he is, and he's only as good as we make him, secretly type thing. And it didn't come off that well. Um... What'd you think about how they portrayed him and they didn't really go into any depth in this, but what do you think of how, how they portrayed him with his mom and dad and sister and his heritage? I think that again, they didn't go into any detail cause they didn't fucking know. They didn't know. They don't know anything except for what Freddie told them and they didn't want to interview this. Okay. I just realized this. Kind of blew my mind. Bohemian Rhapsody is to Freddie Mercury as the Green Book is to Donald Shirley. The people who were actually the stars of this movie didn't really have a voice in the movie. Didn't get a chance to say anything. It's written by people who lived outside of their world, but wanted to be a part of their world, so they inserted themselves into their world. That's what this movie is. And I didn't see the Green Book till after I saw this, so the correlation wasn't actually there yet, but they don't know. They don't know any of this stuff. They just know when Freddie would call them up drunk and call them darling and all that kind of stuff. And so they tried to make him he mercurial. Was a he was a character. character. Exactly. 
He was a character. That's exactly what he was. And it was insulting. But at the same time, it was so captivating to see Freddy on the screen. Yeah. Like, Rami Malek makes this film entertaining. I watch this film, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, yeah, this is a mess. And the editing's kind of off. The pacing is way off. There's no depth to any of these stories. They would they would cut from scenes so fast before it seems like it's over and go to the next scene. And I'm watching all this. But the entire time, I'm just watching Rami's facial expressions and his body language. And he's telling he's telling more stories with his facial expressions and body language than the story is telling. Like, there's scenes where he's portraying stuff with his face and his body language that's not in the plot. Like, that's not meant to be discovered and going into depth but you're looking at his face and like oh he is he's going like like but like you said like there's something there's something there's a mental health issue here there's something that he's trying to deal with there's something that he's trying to fight through and and you see it in his face you see it in his body language that scene where he calls mary and to look in the window Mm-hmm. And it's like come down, like you're watching that scene, and that, I thought that was a very good scene. Mm-hmm. But the scene itself, they he you you can tell there's something going on there. But soon as she like stops, they just cut to the next scene, and I'm like, that'd been a perfect point to like explore, like what do you think happened with Freddie next after she got off the phone with him? Because that's interesting. Like to me, that's interesting. Like. How did he handle that situation? And the reason why they couldn't go into further detail is because after he hung up the phone, Mary no longer had a part in the conversation, so she couldn't tell them what happened next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why it keeps ending, because they, they don't know. You can't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Let's I, do it I like that. I think they didn't want to know either. Like I they didn't. I don't think they wanted to know. I don't think they uh, Freddie is very private, and I don't think they would have been able to find out everything. But they could have they could have talked to more people besides they could have talked to more people besides getting so much input from the band where they could have told more real stories with Freddie and in a band. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to. That was never the goal of this film. This is supposed to be your a feel good. I go to the. It's basically like if I love like a Queen reunion tour, right? Like if Freddie, like I want to go see Queen sing his greatest hits on the big screen, and you get that you get every one of the hits, not the entire song, but you get a large section of every one of their hits, um, not just like ten seconds. You get minutes of every one of their hit songs. You get to see them perform in front of crowds. You basically get a large part of the Live Aid performance. Like you get a good ten minutes at Live Aid. You get to relive that. And if that's what you came for, you'll, you will enjoy the film. But if you thought you were going to come see like this in-depth, interesting, creative, uh, well-thought-out Queen and Freddie Mercury biopic, you, this is not, you're not getting that. You didn't get that. Mm, nope. And um, I thought I was going to get that, and I didn't get that. Uh, anything else you got about this film? Best part was Live Aid. You can go see that on your own on YouTube. I'm going to keep <laughs> saying that. 
I'm going to keep saying that. You can go see that right now. You don't have to worry about the rest of this movie, which does nobody any service. I am still shocked at how they were able. You know what? Props to Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know if that was him. Mike, it was him. It's Ray Foster. That was no, Mike I'm Myers. saying I didn't, even, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even know if that was him oh. until after the fact. <laughs> but even then, even in that scene, I knew that at some point they were going to have him looking all sad at the end of the movie, shaking his head because he let this group Watch get away. Yeah. And lo and behold, they had that scene. How did, as far as I know, that whole part made up. <laughs> and that just sums up this whole thing. That sums up everything. Like Ray Foster, as far as I know, Ray Foster never happened. Well, you know what that was, right? That was the band going, somebody, you know, because I mean, this happens with everybody that's famous. At some point on your way to be famous, somebody goes, I don't believe in you. And the rest of the band was like, well, we got to get this point where this person didn't believe in us. And so we got to show him. And so we got to put the, uh, of course, we got to tie the knot at the end to show that person, of course, is watching that. And out of all the amazing bands on there, he's just sad because he didn't go with Bohemian Rhapsody being a six-minute song. And I'm just like, you know, maybe, like, here's here's nothing. Maybe that happened. Maybe they went to record producer and was like, we want Bohemian Rhapsody to be a single. We found no evidence of a real-life Ray Foster while researching the movie (laughs) of Bohemian Rhapsody. So At it's a best, character. he is very loosely based on EMI chief Roy Featherstone, but unlike Foster in the movie, Featherstone was a big fan of Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never happened. They took this movie and was like, we need to doctor it. Yep. We need to doctor his life to make us seem more interesting. When Freddie Mercury was a star by himself, yeah. we have to make ourselves stars now too. And the fact that this film is nominated for Best Picture, and if Beale Street Can Talk is not, and Blind Spotting is not, is a fucking travesty. It's a travesty. Mm-hmm. And not just, I mean, there's other, like, there's numerous films that I liked better than this film. Like, numerous, numerous films. I like thought Widows was better than this film. Smallfoot was better than this film. Yeah, there was a lot of films better than this film. This was not anywhere close to being a Best Picture. And I swear, if this fucking film wins Best Picture later this month, I'm going to fucking lose it. And I'm not usually one of those people who lose it with nominees or awards, but there's no fucking way this film was Best Picture. There's just no way. There's just no way. Um, so, uh, out of 10, where do you get this from? Four. I give it a six and a half only because I would have, I would have, I promise you. I'm, I'm a huge, my daughter and I were looking forward to this movie forever. I promise you. I'm, I'm a huge queen fan. I have them all over my Spotify playlist. I love queen. I love their music, but I don't love lying. (laughs) And, and, and all you had to do was be honest about what you were trying to do on this movie. We are just trying to make ourselves look good, no matter what. We're going to make everything else up. 
so then we look good. We don't care about Freddie's history. We don't care about Freddie's life. We care about us. With that said, here's this movie. They don't know how he came up with Bohemian Rhapsody, so they made it up. <laughs> and they want to make it seem like they are just as prolific as he is. So basically, and I don't know if anybody else notices other than me, but basically the only song that Freddie Mercury made, according to Queen, was Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yes. Let me tell you, they that song, else. how they portrayed that scene of them making Another One Bites the Dust is one of the most bullshit scenes I've ever seen. In the middle of a fight. In the middle of a fight, this motherfucker just starts playing these chords. Get the entire fuck out of here. Like, that was so insulting as a moviegoer. Mm-hmm. To, for me to, to want me to believe that that's how it happened, no fucking way. There's no fucking way that that's how it happened. Oh, it was so infuriating. It's a six and a half for me because you'll, watch, you'll go see this film. For most moviegoers, you'll leave the film enjoyable. Rami Malek's amazing. You should go see the film to see him. He's great. But if you're, like I said, if you're going to see this film because you want to see a great movie about one of your favorite bands or one of your favorite singers, you're going to leave disappointed. You're not going to get that. Hey, how about this? Did Queen ever split up? No. It is here that the movie makes its biggest departure from the truth. In the film, we see the band is livid at Freddie for signing a $4 million solo deal behind their back. He tells them that he wants to take a break from the band and they all go their separate ways. The truth is much less dramatic. The band was burned out by 1983, having been on tour for a decade. They all agreed on taking a break to focus on their solo careers, but they stayed in touch starting work on the works later that year. But guess who they made the villain Freddy. in this movie? Yes. Freddie. Yes, because everyone in this film, except for Freddie and Paul, is a babyface, to use a wrestling term. They're all yes. good guys. Everyone, every person in this film is good, except for Freddie. And, and Freddie is just, they, sh- they portray Freddie as kind of an asshole, but he means well. And then Paul is like a supervillain. Paul is the reason that Freddy was bad. There, there was if there was no Paul, Freddy would have no problems. Is essentially how this film was portrayed, and it's full of shit. It's full of shit. Um, so check this out. Hold on. Yeah, good. When was Freddie Mercury? And I'm just gonna keep doing this because really it pissing me off. When was Freddie Mercury diagnosed with AIDS? It was widely believed that Freddie was diagnosed with AIDS in 1987, two years after Live Aid. The film has him telling the band during rehearsals for Live Aid in 1985. This was added for dramatic effect, and it's almost <laughs> certainly not true. He gave his final filmed interview in 1987, but mentioned nothing of the illness. He revealed the truth to his family and close friends in 1989. He didn't publicly acknowledge he had a sexual transmitted disease until he released an official statement on November 23rd, 1991, the day before his death. Yeah, so he told it his... read, Go ahead. He told his family and close friends, but we don't know if they were in that group. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's, hey, Brandon, remember when Devin told us both? <laughs> I don't try... After watching this movie, the only thing that I came away from this movie thinking was, A, I need to put more Queen on my playlist, mm-hmm. which now, yeah... Also, Under Pressure is one of the greatest songs of all time, period. 
period. Don't even go fight yourself in the corner. Um, but I came away thinking that, and I also came away with the understanding that Queen really doesn't give a fuck about Freddie Mercury. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. And it's sad. And this this film absolutely does that. It does make you. When I was riding home, I was just playing all Queen shit. Mm-hmm. This film makes you want to go listen. To it. it accomplishes that. If the film was, if <laughs> this is the cynical part of me, if the film was only put there so people can go out and buy old Queen records and get their Spotify plays up and get them on a reunion tour, it did that. It. I mean, I don't really want to see them without Freddie, but it makes me want to go listen to the music. Hundred coffee, quiet. It doesn't make me listen to it a hundred percent. Um, but yeah. So, it, hey, I, do me a favor. Just, just when this episode comes out in the show notes, just, just put the link to the YouTube video of the Live Aid concert. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that. Absolutely, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. That's actually gonna be in my description too when I share the show. There's um, no way this movie should be over so many other movies for movie it's absurd. of the year. It's absurd. It's incredibly absurd. Oh, it's insulting. Um, but thank you guys for listening to our review of Bohemian Rhapsody. You can follow Rashani on Twitter. Them niggas were standing in a crowd with are standing in the studio complaining about Freddie not being there. And then all of a sudden, one of them said, hey, ladies, get up on stage and stomp around. <laughs> we want to do something and to get the crowd involved. Stomp around, and that's how We Will Rock You came about. <laughs> Y'all yeah. don't understand what I'm going through right now. That's absurd. <laughs> the, 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 movie, the movie made songwriting Look like your kids building a fort in Fortnite. Anybody can do it, Rashawn. You didn't know that? Oh, I know. I mean, I've only been trying to perfect it for a good 21 years. But yeah, <laughs> shit. I mean, why not? Hey, 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 you guys, stop arguing for a second. Check this out, what I just did. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, you know the even more ridiculous part about that? If if you wanted, I'm not, I don't believe this, but if you wanted me to believe that sometimes a song comes about on accident, I can believe that. If you want me to believe mm-hmm. that, like they made have went that somebody would have went, if somebody would have done that, and then they heard that and they go, oh, that could be a good start for a song. That's kind of interesting. I could possibly believe that. But in the film, they literally go from that to Freddie singing the lyrics in like two seconds. Like, Let's go. Like two seconds. Like he heard that and he was like, oh, that's good. I got a song ready for that. And just starts singing the beginning of that song. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like what? Like what? This is absurd. It's insulting to your intelligence. It's insulting to your intelligence. Um, anything else, Rashani? I'm done talking mm-hmm. about this stupid movie. Let me see, because I, I really, I really did. Um. Oh, as much as I diss this movie, 
I literally wept at the end when they were singing Don't Stop Me Now because it's or they were playing Don't Stop Me Now in the credits because it's one of my favorite Queen songs and I was feeling low and I really do feel like Freddie Mercury was having the time of his life every time he was on the stage. Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. If you want to have a good time, just give me a call. That's the part that they missed out on. Not so much the him having a good time, but just the fact that he wanted anybody to call him. He wanted anybody to reach out to him. He just wanted to be around people. He couldn't be alone because when he was alone, his mental health issues caught up with him and they didn't talk about that at all. And that's why I gave this movie such a low rating. They left out every important part of his uh, life to show that he was a gay horn dog. That's, that's that's about right. And really, honestly, that's what they did. They had him wearing the sailor suits with the sailor hats. They had him with all the cats. And they did everything they could to show that he was just He's a out there. He's a weirdo. He's out there mm-hmm. without being able to show him doing anything that made him a weirdo or made him out there. So again, the members of Queen should be ashamed of themselves for this movie. And every time I think about it, I want to drop the rating down further, but I will just keep it out of four. All right. Um, so like uh, we said, another interview, he's been a lot busy with basketball, but his shows are not over. They're not on hiatus. They'll be out soon. Uh, so, Storytellers, single simulcast, unburdened, go find those shows. Go to singlesimulcast.com. Listen to those shows. They're great. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast at. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, we got more reviews coming out soon. Rashadi and I are about to get back on this train of going to see movies and knocking these out because we both love to go see movies. I actually had a screener today to go see Alita. Um don't tell Battle me. I'm Angel. looking forward to seeing it so much. I didn't go. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to come home and knock some of these out. So I'll, I'll, uh, catch, that up. I'll catch that soon. A uh, couple days ago, I went and saw uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse again. And honestly, that should have been the best movie absolutely. before uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm just saying. Absolutely. Monday, I go. I got a screener to see Happy Death Day 2. So I can't wait. I'm excited about that because I enjoyed the first one. Um so, yeah, definitely check out our reviews. Um, follow Rashani on Twitter, at Rashani. Um, subscribe to his shows. Leave him five-star reviews. And thank everyone for listening, and we will be back soon.